Welcome to the Daily Blues Podcast, giving you the best blues content from across all of our 101 ESPN platforms. And Alex Ferrario is with us now on 101 ESPN. How are you this morning, sir? Guys, I am fantastic. It is beautiful. It is sunny. It is a warm 35 degrees here in St. Louis, just like you guys are loving, right? Yeah, same exact thing. Same exact thing. Uh, uh, yeah, totally. We won't uh, rub it uh, in your face at all that it's really nice uh, out here, Alex. Alex, I would have to think last night, as Randy mentioned, man, it's been a while since we've heard the bring out the Zamboni. The, look, this team has gone through struggles before. Every team has. I would have to believe, though, Alex, there was a bit of a weight lifted last night. Oh, there's no question. And if you go back and look at uh, Jaden Schwartz's reaction after he scored a goal off of Louis Domingue, you could tell that there was a piano on pretty much every one of the shoulders of those players in that game last night because you put 39 shots on net, you put 54 towards the net, and you only came away with three goals at the time. You only had one through two periods. So there was a lot of frustration, and I'm sure it felt like for a lot of those guys that this slump was never going to end. But, you know, they knew that they were building towards something, and, you know, Curbs and I talked about it on postgame last night. You could go back to the last three games that the Blues lost and feel positive about a area of the game. You know, even that Vegas Golden Knights game, they lost it, but it was a game that they were building towards something. And you get all the way to that Nashville Predators loss that was 2-1, disappointing, but the guys knew that they were close. And so they busted through last night, which I think was huge, to get those three goals, two from Ivan Barbashev, I think really lifted their spirits. But more importantly, guys, it was a string of another strong defensive game for the St. Louis Blues to where they can sit there and say, this is our style of hockey. We got it back. Now let's build off of it. And they have leading up to last night's game, you know, we talk about the, the previous six and finding different ways to, to lose games. Some nights it's a, it's a poor defensive some nights they get half the shots on goal the other team gets. Some nights it's a couple of bad goals that get by Bennington or get by Allen. When it's going like that, did they ever seem to be, and, and I'm guessing they feel a whole lot better today after getting the win last night, but did they seem to be uh, concerned about the fact they were? It, it was always something different every night? No, you know, that's what's so funny, Ron. They really never felt concerned. I talked with Robert Thomas yesterday after practice, and I told him, I said, look, I said, from the outside, people see this as 13 games in a row where you guys just aren't winning games. But what's that view from the inside? And he said, honestly, the view from the inside is every single game, we feel like we did something right. Now, he said, obviously, there were areas that we didn't improve on or, you know, the penalty kill was struggling, the power play was struggling, you know, the final five minutes weren't great. But we knew that that was the only problem with our game, and when that comes out, we'll be right back to where we need to be. And, you know, Jordan Binnington said it yesterday also about Barubi saying that, you know, he has had a calm and cool, collected mentality every time that they lose of, guys, Got to get this tightened up, but we'll be right back to where we need to be sooner than later. We're building towards something. And he said when Al- the coach has that mindset, you guys there? Yeah, we're here. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. When the coach has that mindset, the players respond with that mindset. Alex, the Blues made a deal yesterday for Marco Scandella. Obviously, he is a nominal replacement for Jay Bomeister. What do the Blues have in Scandella? 
I think they got something very similar to Jay Bowmeister, guys, exactly what they needed. It's a left-handed defenseman, a six-foot-three defenseman, a guy who has played an average about 18, 19 minutes of ice time throughout his career, uh, somebody who's familiar with the Central Division by playing six seasons with the Minnesota Wild, and a guy who is pivotal on the penalty kill when he's played with Buffalo, when he's played with Minnesota, and when he's played with Montreal. And, you know, somebody... Somebody texted in last night asking if this guy was any similarities to Joel Edmondson because they've been lacking, the Blues that is, that physical presence. And if I remember correctly, Marco Scandella in those playoffs against the Minnesota Wild, he was a feisty type of player. And so I think you're going to be getting a physical presence. I think you're going to be getting a guy who is going to fit right in playing with Colton Pareko where Jay Bomeister left off. And I think it's also providing depth for the St. Louis Blues. And, you know, it's interesting because you Marco Scandella gets here, I don't know if he slots right in to the starting six on defense because Carl Gunnarsson and Robert Bortuzzo have been playing there, and they've been playing well for the Blues in these last three or four games. So I think it's going to be an internal competition. I would imagine Scandella is going to get into action with the team, but I do think it's going to be kind of whoever's playing their best is going to get into the lineup. This is the Daily Blues Podcast. All of the 101 ESPN Blues content in podcast form. Right now, via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. What's up? What's up, Jamie? What's going on, guys? So, what do Blues fans need to know about Marco Marco Gonzalez? Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's, that's like four years ago. <laughs> what do they need to know about Marco Scandella? Well, first and foremost, he's going to be wearing the greatest number in Blues history. Uh, number six. I thought that was retired, Jamie. Should be. Well, they were working on the retirement night, but uh, Marco wanted the number, so I told him they could put a pause on it. (laughs) So kind of you. It's so kind of you. Team player, team player this one. Well, I'm expecting a Rolex out of the deal. (laughs) No. um, (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, hopefully Marco's listening, which I'm sure he is. Uh, He size my wrist up later. Seriously, Jamie, what can they expect? What can we expect out of Scandella? Well, you know what? He's a real solid player. Uh, left-handed shot, big guy, 6'3", probably 215, 220. Uh, he doesn't play an extremely physical game, but he's, you know, as Doug Armstrong described him, he, he's long and rangy. And what that means is he covers a lot of ice in a pretty good fashion. He's not the most elite skater in the league, but he does have a good stick. He's, he finds himself in good defensive position, a good first pass guy, nothing too fancy or flashy. Um, you know, I think that Doug Armstrong and the Blues are trying to get as close as they could to a Jay Bowmeister type player. Now, obviously, Jay Bowmeister's had a very decorated career um, over the years, but, you know, you got to fill that void with something that's similar. And I think that Marco Scandella is going to provide that. And I also found it interesting, Stutz, and I know you're a guy that likes to dissect things that people say. Damn right. And I, I, Yeah, so I thought it was interesting that Doug Armstrong in his press conference yesterday talked about how having the left shot and, you know, that Marco is going to have a great opportunity to slot in with a really good right-handed defenseman. And he said, you know, whether he paired with – Petrangelo, whether he's paired with Breco, where he's played with, or he's paired with Justin Falk, you know. And I thought to myself, oh, well, that means you're looking to move Justin Falk back to the right side, and that this might be a guy that's a good fit for him. So, you know, sometimes the answers are right there 
in front of you, um, and, and hopefully that happens, and hopefully they find their magic and, and they can you know, really benefit from this trade. Jamie, let's read some more tea leaves. What does this acquisition uh, tell you about how the view, excuse me, the Blues view Vladimir Tarasenko and his return? Well, you know what? I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I do think that it it shows that there's positive outlook on the horizon here, meaning that I think Vladimir Tarasenko could be back a little sooner than anticipated. Now that'll have to, I guess that would be based 100% on you know his trajectory over the next week or two or three and making sure that he's healthy and continues to be healthy with no you know steps backwards in his his recovery but i do think it tells a story and i think that it tells us that doug armstrong and actually doug armstrong was pretty darn black and white about it pretty up front saying that you know moving forward with vladdy's progress and now the acquisition of marcos candela um the blues would be maybe looking at a hockey trade but not necessarily looking at a trade that would involve just sending draft picks and things like that to acquire a player of you know four or five, six million dollars plus in return, that it would have to be a hockey trade, meaning players for equal dollars going back and forth. And he didn't sound very optimistic or motivated, rather, uh, about doing that because he, you know he's generally very happy with the club that he's got. Jamie Rivers joining us right now here on 101 ESPN. Jamie, let's talk a little bit about last night's game. That we, we talked a little bit about the Sunday game against Nashville, and I said if if the Blues turn it around, that was the turning point because they played better defensively, the way that they were on the the way that they were strong on the puck. Well, we saw that transfer over to last night. Not a perfect game, certainly offensively, but to my eye, they looked more like the Craig Berube team that we have grown accustomed to watching. Yeah, I would agree. You know, I think we have to be very careful as well because New Jersey Devils, um, you know, are not the best team in the Eastern Conference and they've traded away some pretty valuable pieces in the last handful of days. Uh, But I do think that, yes, they're trending in the right direction. St. Louis Blues, rather, are trending in the right direction based on their performance against Nashville. And I think that you saw a pretty good amount of carryover from that in, in a couple of directions. At one was the offense. Although they only put up three goals, they still managed a lot of shots, a lot of shot opportunities, a lot of scoring chances. And, and that's a carryover from the national game to where, unfortunately, he ran into Pekka Rene, who was it, it, sensational that day. And then I also think that you look at you know Jordan Bennington. Wow, isn't it amazing how this guy that everybody – was you know questioning here a week ago he's put in two back-to-back performances that have been pretty darn solid and he looks a lot more like jordan bennington today than he did five days ago so i think that that's a positive i think they'll continue to to grow as a team i think that craig Bruby has shuffled the lines around a little bit um yeah whether he stays that way or not like like he said, he was happy, but maybe not thrilled with certain combinations. Guys are pushing. Now, you've got guys that could be on the outside looking in very shortly, especially with uh, Vladimir Tarasenko possibly coming back. So now you've either got to you know, get out there and produce and do your job or find yourself watching the game from the press box. And you know what? That's, that's never a good feeling, especially for a group of I mean, uh, look, I, I'm a big fan of David Perron and Ryan O'Reilly. You know, um, 
shake and bake, as I call them. I like them together. But I understand why Craig Ruby has shuffled that up a little bit. Last year specifically, we saw that anywhere that Ryan O'Reilly plays, he makes those individuals better around him. And I think that, you know, Jaden Schwartz and Braden Shen are two guys that have played very well, but they also have gone through a couple of cold spells. And Schwartz, he was a little bit snake bit lately. And I think that you put you know, Braden Shen on the wing to start to generate maybe a heavier forecheck. He's a big guy. He's not afraid to mix it up. He likes to get in there as the F1. Uh, and I think that helps the team overall. Uh, I also liked Robert Thomas and David Perron together. Um, you know, Perron has been a little bit snake bitten of late. He's kind of been stuck on uh, 23 goals, I think, for the last little while. And Robert Thomas, every time he touches the puck, he creates offense. And so I think that Robert Thomas's ability to skate and handle the puck and find open players uh, benefits a guy like David Perron. Even in the first period, he had an opportunity where he made an incredible pass. Perron one-times it, doesn't put it in the net, but it creates a real good look for him. And I think that that's what Craig Groovy was looking for, is to shake it up like that. Jamie, uh, the Steen pass, the behind-the-back pass, it remind of you, uh, of you of you and your playing days? Yeah, it reminded me, you know, two or three times a game mm-hmm. doing that. No yeah. big deal. You know, yeah. eyes in the back of my head, some people said, you know. but uh, yeah, The hands, no. the, the footwork, <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, the exceptional no, no, skill no. set. I looked more like I had uh, feet for hands at times, <laughs> but um, – no, Alexander seems like he's a veteran guy. He brings so much to the table, and it just shows you that he's still got a lot of high-end skill when he's able to perform things like that. And the guys love it too. They love Steiner, the old goat on the team. They love him when when he's playing like that. Jamie, we love having you on this damn show, the Stalter and River <laughs> Show with Michelle Smallman and Anthony Stalter. We'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon, my man. You got it, guys. Thanks a lot. All right, thank you. That's Jamie Rivers here on 101 ESPN. This has been the Daily Blues Podcast. Check back tomorrow for more blues coverage right here on 101ESPN.com.